0: Visit chrissawyeranny maccom Email him at csawyer at any-mac.com or give him a call. 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, Mac Home Mortgage. lo Act. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender. Broker Number ML 338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker. License Number MC 338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number two zero one one two eight one zero. l Call for additional details. pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles and it is gone
1: they don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball because the yankees are not
2: even close to the best organization in baseball they're trying to be the race and the race
0: do this for a reason like you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with R;J. I am Steve Risser, along with Justin D'Onofrio. and we are
1: here. We are here. It is Week Thirteen of the NFL season. We got the Cowboys and the Seahawks, and uh, th- this is a game that uh, I think. I think both teams. Uh, I think the Cowboys coming at eight and three, Seahawks six and five. I think this game uh, is going to be a uh, is, is going to be an interesting ga- game for for both teams. But I think I think this is a game that uh, the Cowboys should win. I think it's a game they're at home. Uh, I think their their pass rush is going to be a big factor in this game. I think I think uh, I I think that Micah Parsons is going to have a big game. I think Dak Prescott is going to have a pretty big game, and I do think Seattle's just not playing well. And Kenneth Walker's big in this game because when Kenneth Walker doesn't play, the Seattle offense is not good at all. Geno Smith has not played well at all this season, and uh, I I, th- I think I think that uh, I think this is a game Dallas wins. I think pass because of their pass rush and because of Jack Prescott. I think Dallas wins this one 27-17. But Justin, can the Seahawks? And Geno Smith carry them
2: to an upset win. I guess same score as you 27 17. I got Cowboys winning it. Uh, I don't think the CRs will be able to win this game. Dallas has been a machine at home so far this year. They're averaging 41 points a game, you know, in their, their five home games this year uh, down in Dallas. So, uh, and yeah, and you mentioned Geno's just not playing well this year. I don't know if he's banged up too right now. Yeah, you know, if Kenneth Walker not going to play either, they've, you know, that that's kind of a big loss for him as well. So, I just think it's too daunting of a task right now for the Seahawks to be able to go into Dallas on Thursday night and knock off the Dallas Cowboys. the the way they the way Dallas has been playing at home, you know, maybe Seattle's even keep it interesting in this one, um, but I think I but I do I don't think Seattle's offense will be able to score enough points against against in this one against a pretty good, um, you know, Dallas Cowboys defense right now. So, you know, Dallas kind of sitting there nine and three still then the Eagles kind of have a tough schedule coming up. So, you know, Dallas isn't out of the window yet to try to win that AFC East. Um, but, it you know, it's going to be a tough uphill battle for them. So I got Dallas win this one 27-17. to 17. And as, you know, um, Steve right now is kind of dealing with some technical stuff. So, you know, I'm going to move on here to um, – you know, talk about the big NFC rematch, NFC, the NFC Championship game from last year. Um, as the that, as the San Francisco 49ers head head out to uh, Philadelphia, in a big one at four twenty five this week. And for me, in this one, um, just the way that you know the the Eagles defense the last couple of weeks has been on the field for over hundred plays, and I think you know, and I think that's going to hurt. You know, I think that's gonna hurt the the Eagles in this one. They've they've been out there on the field a lot. And I think Brock Purdy's gonna be able to make some plays against the secondary of Philadelphia against the Eagles secondary. And I, you know, Brock Purdy's played really, really well, especially when they've been healthy. They look pretty good there Thursday night. I know, you know, Seattle was able to make it a little bit interesting there in the third quarter, but San Francisco was able to kind of hang on there. Their defense is their defense is playing well. And Philly, kind of last week, they came back. They found a way to win the football game. Um, and I, I think the Niners, right now, the way they're playing, Brock furys gonna have a good day through the air. I think that defense is gonna play well. And again, for for the Niners as well, it's kind of it's a big kind of revenge spot. The way they got beat, especially you know after they lost their quarterbacks, they kind of had to run wildcat the rest of the game. I think they really want to make a statement to the rest of the football world. Um, you know that. Yeah, you know, that 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 it's a kind of a huge revenge platform. So, I love the San Francisco. I, I think San Francisco this week goes out to Philly, and I think they they find a way um to knock knock off the Eagles here and uh, continue. You know, be one game back there of trying to trying to get that one seed and get that home. You know, that the the buy and the home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs in this one. And um, Steve's still you know dealing with some technical. Difficulties right now, but he's got the Niners as well in this one, 24 to 20. And you know we'll move on to uh to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the and the Carolina Panthers. And you know we'll you know I'll start off here talking about Frank Wright, the Panthers head coach, as he was fired after only one year in Carolina. They're one and ten this year. The offense hasn't been good. Bryce Young's really struggled. They've gone back and forth with the play calling duties between offense coordinator Thomas Brown and Frank Wright. Um, you know, I think uh, Steve's coming back here now. He's trying to. Trying to um...
1: Thank you, Justin. I had some technical difficulties there.
2: Okay, no problem. Um, so, what
1: I, so, what did I miss? Did I miss the uh, e- 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 you got...
2: Niners game. Um, I was just about to move on to the Panthers, talk about Frank Wright. So, yeah,
1: but let's look. You want to just yeah. have my take on the Niners Eagles?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to give take here? Yeah.
1: So obviously you took you took you went you take? You took the Niners
2: there? Yeah, the Niners 27-21. No, uh,
1: to the Niners 27-21 and uh, I think in this game, I think the Eagles win this game. I think this is a uh, No, I think the Niners win this game obviously. This is a game where uh, I think it's it's so crucial whatever team is ahead is got to win this game. Especially the Niners. The Niners cannot come from two scores down and win this game. The team that is ahead is got to stay ahead and that's the team is going to win this game. I think the I think the Niners end up winning this game. Ah, uh, twenty, twenty-four, twenty. I think the biggest reason why is I think they they run the football better than the Eagles in this game, and I think they make their quarterback. I think the the uh, Eagles defense has struggled against the pass. I think uh, Purdy's able to get the ball to George Kittle. He's able to get the ball to uh, to a, a Debo uh, Sam, Samuel. I think he's able to get the ball to Brandon Ayuk. I think it's close. It comes right down to the end, but I think the Niners pass rushes what makes a play at the end of the game, and that's why I think the Niners pull it out and they beat the Eagles. Uh, twenty four twenty. So it should, but it should be a great game. And this is a game the Niners got to win because the Niners don't win this, they're not getting the number one seed in the, uh, in the, in the NFC.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a great point. Yeah, because there'll be three games back, and you know, and yeah, the Niners really want this one. I think it's a big revenge spot for them as well. You know, after kind of that NFC championship game last year, where you know they lost both quarterbacks, the Niners did and You know, Philly blew them out. So yeah, I think for the Niners too, I think a lot of motivation for them. So this should be a great one down there in Philly. And now we'll go back here to the Panthers um, firing Mike or fi- firing Frank Reich right, right here. If you want to start off, Steve uh, kind of your thoughts there on, on the Panthers and the debacle um, that they've been.
1: Yeah, you know, they're an absolute debacle. I mean, this is definitely, definitely, definitely the wrong move for the Carolina Panthers. This is absolutely the wrong, the wrong move for the Panthers. I mean, the guy didn't even get a chance. The guy didn't even get a chance and. uh uh, it's, 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 it, c- it cannot be more of the wrong move of the Carolina Panthers. This is this is, a, this is a terrible move for this franchise. David Tepper is the worst owner in the NFL. It's a horrendous move for this franchise. And uh, I feel bad for Bryce Young because Scott Federer did not put a good roster around Bryce Young. And they're now causing more dysfunction firing Frank Wright. I think this move is absolutely terrible. Justin, do you think this is the right
2: move? For me, I think it might. It depends who they come in and bring in because, like, I didn't like the Frank Wright hire. You know, first off, because I didn't think he was, you know, great in Indianapolis. I kind of wanted them to go kind of the younger, kind of more innovative kind of offense for Bryce Young because I've always worried about his size. He's five foot eleven, and we've seen him kind of struggle this year. And I, you know, maybe they kind of hopefully bring somebody else in here. But I think it's just a total dysfunction. By that, I'm like Dave Temper bought the team in 2018. This is our, it's going to be a seventh um head coaching hiring. Like, you know, something. I know some of these owners don't do this, but they got to kind of look at themselves in the mirror and kind of go, is it me? And I think for David Tepper, it's him. Cause uh he's, you know, he pulls the trigger faster than most colleges do with their, with their head coaches. So um. I didn't like the Frank hire first, but like after 11 games, they were going back and forth between him and Thomas Brown. um, It just didn't seem to be working. But the fire after coach after 11 games is quick, but I could see why because I don't know if it was going to turn around. I really don't. Yeah, I I don't think
1: it might have turned around, but you just can't keep firing coaches like this because now who's going to who's going to hire who's going to who's going to want to coach the Panthers? Who's going to want to cut coach the Panthers? He's fired two coaches in season, so who's going to want to coach this team?
2: Yeah, that's a good one because they don't even have a first round pick this year. You know, like that's then yeah. there's a yeah, there's a lot of fixing right now with that team. So yeah, that's that's definitely a job that's not gonna be one that's that's good, definitely gonna be one of the jobs where uh it is gonna be a little bit tougher to find somebody. Um just because with yeah, just because you don't have a pick either. There's a lot of kind of and and with that owner too and David Temper, yeah, you don't have a lot he's not giving you a lot of time to kind of turn things around. So yeah, it's not a great situation right now. Um down there in Carolina, we'll we'll see if they're able to figure it out here. And but yeah, David Temperide, he does not seem like a good owner to do, uh, work for.
1: No, 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 not at all. And we'll quickly talk about the game between the between the Panthers and the Bucks. And I th- I think this game is a close key game because I think these are divisional teams, teams in the same division. I think that uh the 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 Bucks will win though because I think Baker Mayfield will have a better game than Bryce Young. I think it comes right down to the end though, the, right down to the end where Bryce Young does not. Uh, drive the Panthers down the field to win the game. That's why I got the Bucks winning this one twenty to thirteen. And who's there? Who's there? Is Chris Tabor right? Chris Tabor's their uh, interim. Uh, yeah, Chris Tabor. Can yes, Chris yeah. Tabor, Justin, win his first game as interim head coach?
2: I don't think so. I got the Bucks as well in this one sixteen to thirteen. Um, the Panthers' offense has not been great at all so far this year, and I know the Bucks' defense isn't anything special here, but I think the Bucks' defense plays pretty well. I know Baker got banged up last week against the Colts, but I don't think it matters. I think the Buccaneers do enough in this one. I think they kind of survive. This is one spot where you know sometimes you see after firing the team kind of rallies around here. You've seen it with the Raiders this year where they play well, but I don't know if it's going to happen with this Panther team. I think they'll keep it close, but I think the bucks get the the win here,
1: yeah, I think this yeah, this should be it should be this should be a close one, but yeah, t- Tampa should. Yeah, Tampa should definitely definitely win this game. So we'll get to some of the big games this week. We'll start with the Lions and the Saints as the Lions the Lions travel to New Orleans to face the Saints. And I think this is a game that's going to stay close and competitive for a little while. But the, this is a good matchup for the Lions because they're going to be able to stop they be able to stop the Saints' run game. be able to force some turnovers of from Derek Carr. And Derek Carr really can't throw the ball deep. And the Lions play a good amount of man coverage, so that should help. And then I think the run game is the biggest thing for the Lions. I think Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery are all big games and will help Jared Goff a lot in this game. He'll throw a couple touchdown passes. I think it's close for a half. But I think the Lions pull away in the second half. I get the Lions winning this one 27 to 16 over the Saints. But Justin, can the can Derek Carr and the Saints bounce back this week and get to 500?
2: I'm with you. I think the Lions bounce back in this one 24 to 16. The Saints might be without their top three wide receivers this week, which – does not help either. And the Saints have been so bad in the red zone. They're 29th in the league in red zone efficiency. Um, you know, if the lines kind of they, you know, they gotta stop turning the football over. You know, I so I think the lines do enough offensively. I think Derek car, I think, you know, they have some yards against this line's defense, but if you're out, you know, a bunch of your top weapons. How much can you really do? So, and I think the Saints on some of their drives too will stall out in the red zone and kick field goals. Um, and I, I think Detroit's able to bounce back, but they gotta they gotta figure it out um, their defense. The last couple of weeks has not has not been playing well at all. I know some of that's been turnovers, but the Lions, yeah, that should be kind of a get right week. You hope for uh, their defense to kind of get things back on track.
1: Their defense hasn't played that well. And the thing about the Lions is is their uh the the thing about the Lions is is uh their offense. Jared Goff hasn't played that well. He had a really rough game against the Bears and he had a rough game against the Packers too. He just hasn't played that well. And if he's not playing well, this team's gonna have a lot of trouble in the playoffs, especially beating the Lions, the, the 49ers, the Lions, the 49ers, the Eagles, and even the Cowboys. They're gonna have a lot of trouble winning those games against those two teams. So yeah, J- Jared Goff is going to have to play, you're gonna have to play better for them. I think it's a good get-right week game game for him. That's why I got the Lions winning this. But we got to move on to a big, big, big AFC matchup in Houston as the Broncos travel down to Houston to face the Texans. And I I think that – I think this is going to be a a really, really close competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is I think that uh, Houston's going to – Denver's going to put more pressure on the quarterback. And I think that's going to cause Stroud to make a mistake or two. And I think Russell Wilson's going to play another really good game. This Denver team is hot. This defense has been red hot. I don't think – I don't think since uh, week four they've given up more than 24 points in a game. This defense has been – they started out terribly. We thought they were clearly the worst defense in football, but they've really, really started to pick it up recently. So I think that I think that their defense plays pretty well in this game. I think Russell Wilson plays well. I think it comes down to the end. And I think the Broncos pull this one out. It's a huge game in the AFC playoff race. I think the Broncos pull this one out to go to 7-5. and five. I get the Broncos beating the Texans. Uh, I get the, Bron- the Broncos beating Houston 28-24. Uh, to 24. But Justin can Stroud bounce back this week and keep Houston in the playoff race in the AFC.
2: I think Houston at home this week finds a way 24-20. I think they bounce back. You know, last week they didn't turn the ball over, but the two weeks prior to that against the Bengals and Cardinals, they turned the ball over uh, three times in each game. And Broncos been very they've been very good this year at kind of the turnover luck. So you know, in this one, if Stroud can kind of protect the football, you know, because the Broncos already have twenty two takeaways on the year, if they can protect the football, you know, be able to run the football effectively enough in this one. I think Stroup makes enough plays. I think that defense kind of figures it out a way to kind of slow down Russell Wilson, that offense. They make enough stops. They hold them to a couple of field goals. And I think Houston in this one kind of bounces back after tough loss last week against Jacksonville, kind of continues to stay in that wild card hunt and uh, they move to seven to five.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think this is going to be a really close competitive game. I just, I'm, it's, it's a 50, 50 game, but I'm just going to go with the team that uh, is playing, is playing uh, better right now. I think I mean, both teams are playing really well, but, I'm just gonna go. The team is playing better right now. That's Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Who would have thought? At one and five, the Broncos would be six and five right now. The way we thought they were done after the Kansas City game, they were one and five. We thought the relationship was over. Now they're now they're everything's working out really well for them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, Payne, Sean Payton's done an awesome job after yeah the slow start that they had and. You know, we got a question uh or a comment here from Hector. The loser might great point, be out great the playoff point, Hector. Race. The loser yeah. might be
1: out of the playoff race. Absolutely, absolutely. The loser might be out of the playoff race. Absolutely. That, that's that's a great point by Hector there. But, but yeah, I mean they wouldn't be out of it, but this game could definitely determine who gets that seventh spot in the AFC.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, because it is pretty packed in there, you know, <laughs> the Steelers and Bronzer Bull seven-four, Colts are six and five, Texans six and five with the Broncos, and yeah, the Bulls are six and six and they the offense is kind of figuring things out, so yeah, like you know, the yeah. loser of this game could be very could be in a tough spot there. To yeah, because you Friday never know. Even though the Bills' schedule
1: is tough, with the, you saw the way Josh Allen played on Sunday, they definitely could they definitely can make a run. Uh, you, you, you
2: the Steelers are, are probably
1: going to end up making the playoffs, uh, the, so it's pretty. And then you never know. But then the Browns still, even though they're going to probably lose a couple of games, their defense, even though Miles Garrett is hurt, their defense is still pretty good. So yeah, this game and the Colts, yeah, they're six and five, but. They might be. They. they, they, they be, but even though know, they're six and five, they're playing. They're playing pretty well too. So yeah, this game. This is very, very easily without we'll, we'll bunch up the AFC. Is this is a huge game for both teams?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know they're a from protector. He'll be. Uh, he'll be at the Dallas Seattle game tomorrow. It should be. Oh, doing. nice, Dallas nice. Has, uh, I bet you I, I bet your room
1: for. I bet you room for the Seahawks. But, but there could be a way you could be rooting for seeing where the Giants are in the wild card race. You could be rooting for. Uh, mm-hmm. You could be rooting for, for Dallas because you want Seattle to keep losing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Your Giants never—they didn't blow the game against the Jets and the Bills. They'd be right there. there we, and, oh, they'd be tied. Know.
1: They'd be tied for the. They'd yeah, be yeah. tied. If They won at least one of those two games. They'd be in it.
2: Yeah, which is insane to think about. But it yeah, is, I know. you know, it's true. So, yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know, enjoy the game tomorrow night, Hector. That should be going. Especially the Cowboys. That's especially at home. They've been fun to watch. It's, that's that's got to be a fun offensive watching person. The way they're they've been, they've been uh they've been kind of going right now. So, enjoy the game tomorrow night. That should should be going. Gets two good teams hopefully you know hopefully uh hopefully you see go on. Oh,
1: absolutely hector absolutely
2: all righty so we'll move on
1: to a game that has mm-hmm. two teams that are that look like they're going to get rid of their coaches first we know a team that's definitely going to get rid of their head coach in the chargers with brendan staley then we got the patriots with bill belichick this should be an ugly game but in terms of who's going to win you got to take the team with a much better quarterback and that's uh th- that's the chargers do we even know who's starting for the patriots again
2: all uh, right, he bills playing, uh, you know, bills playing his game of he has no idea. Oh my god,
1: oh my god. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous, but uh, but I think I think it's going to be a game where I think the chargers control this game. I think they uh, Herbert throws a couple touchdown passes, I think they force a couple turnovers for whoever plays quarterback for the Patriots, and I think they win this one, uh, 23 to 10. But Justin, can your Patriots go to three and zero against Justin Herbert? And if they win on Sunday. That Herbert would be 0-3 against the Patriots without Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, which is easy to think about. But uh yeah, they've they've done a good job of kind of slowing it down. Um, I got the Pats going down yet again 20 to 10. Um Patriots are the f- first team this year. or well, you know, so team so you know, um, you know, prior to the la- the last game against the Colts, teams in the NFL so far this year that have given up 10 points or less were 50 and the Patriots last two weeks I've given up 10 points and have <laughs> lost both games. So Unreal. Giving up, yeah, it's bad. Uh, you know, and the defense played really well, you know, uh, and again, last week and, you know, their offense, Patriots offense hurt them yet again. And yeah, I don't think yeah, any of these, I don't think that locker room has any trust in any of those two quarterbacks like Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. They're both not very good. I'm not surprised. Um, you know, again, Maybe I'm a bad fan, but I was kind of happy Chad Ryland missed that field goal last week because <laughs> you know I want to stay in contention to get a quarterback at this point. So yeah, you're in position to yeah, get
1: uh, you're in position to get Drake May
2: or Caleb Williams now. Yeah, absolutely. So you because if you, kind if you of
1: realistically a... look at it, this the, the only two winnable games in your schedule, I think, are this one. This is one is winnable, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you know because they got the up there coach on the other sideline, and then the Jet game the last week of the season. So really, have two more winnable games left.
2: Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so yeah, it's crazy to say
1: that Pittsburgh and Denver time. aren't even winnable games now.
2: No, they're not, which is crazy, and they're both in prime next three weeks are all prime time for the Patriots oh as well. So God. that that would be fun. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, that'll, that'll yeah, yeah. Really Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and then Denver. Oh man.
2: Yep. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, yeah. But the only good thing is the Patriots will be wearing the uh, beautiful '90s throwbacks this week. So. At least when they play bad, I can see them in those uniforms, so yeah, that will be it's, nice.
1: It's funny how they play; they wear the '90s throwbacks. The last year they wore those throwback uniforms, they were two and fourteen. Two years before that, yeah. they were one and fifteen. It's it it, it, really, it shows you, yeah, yeah. I mean, so less those throwbacks, they they bring you back to a lot of losing, and they've been terrible this year as well.
2: Yeah, they 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 have. It's been yeah, bad. Yeah, they yeah because this is the last couple of years before even crap bought the team. So yeah, it's been yeah. brutal bad. So love for them to go back to these, but uh, yeah. So at least i look forward to wearing watching them wear the the beautiful red uniforms on on Sunday.
1: Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 now we'll uh, look at the Chargers end of this and here's the biggest thing is, if the Chargers lose this game, is Brendan Staley going to be fired? It, will this be Staley's last game if the Chargers lose? And I think it should be. I think it should be, because they'll be completely out of the playoff race, and then it's pretty obvious that you have to fire Brendan Staley at the end of the season. So, if the Chargers lose, I think he's, he's, he's done. I think the Chargers lose, they have to fire Brendan Staley.
2: I would think, but that owner doesn't usually fire guys in season, yeah. right? Like I don't, yeah. So, that's why I think he might let him finish out the year, but I'm interested to see, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised because they'd be, you know, four, you know, uh, they'd be, what, four and, four and eight? in the in an AFC this year that is not, you know, like, there's no excuse for this team not to make the playoff. I know no, they've had some they, injuries, especially offensively. But. Yeah,
1: because you've seen teams with injuries. You've seen the Browns lose their starting quarterback and, and they lose their starting running back. You see the Bengals losing Joe Burrow. So the opportunity was there for the Chargers. They just didn't take advantage of it at all
2: no they did not they, they they have not their defense finally played well last week which is a great spot for him, but yeah I just this I you would think that this would have to be it for Brandon Staley um the way this 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 you know this team has just played all year and you know I, I know Herbert's really right now just has Keenan Allen but yeah like this you know you could start you can get an early start there in your head coaching search but um It'd be it'd be interesting to see what direction they go in, but yeah, I would think Staley probably should be, but I don't think you know I think they'll fire him at the end of the year.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, oh well, they're, 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 they're it's obvious they're going to fire him at the end of the year. But yeah, yeah, it, I, I think it should be if they lose on Sunday, but but yeah, I think they'll probably wait. I think you're probably right. They'll probably wait until the end of the year. But the bigger question is is when they fire Staley, is Bell, What are the chances of Belichick being their next head coach? And honestly. I think this is the place that if Bill wants to win again, this is the place. This is the Washington's not the place because their roster isn't good enough. This is the place for him to win again because he's got a quarterback in Justin Herbert. The defense is bad, but he could fix because he's still a good defensive coach. He, offensively, it's pathetic with the Patriots. The conservative play calling, you saw it last week on right before the fourth quarter. The, they, they punted at their own at their own 39-yard line instead of getting a yard when they were when they were running the ball all over the Giants all game long. And they punt the ball on fourth and one. That was pathetic. And then that reverse on third down was pathetic before the field goal. So the, so the conservative play calling was 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 really, really bad for the Patriots on Sunday. But this is the place. This is the place for Bill. This is the place for Bill to try to get one without Tom Brady, to be honest, because he could fix that defense. There's talent on that defense. There is There are there is Khalil Mack. There is Derwin James. There is Joey Boza. There there, there is Eric Kendricks. There is talent on this defense. So he could fix, if he could fix this defense, he's got a quarterback in Justin Herbert. This is his spot. This is Bill Belichick's spot if he wants to win another ring with if he wants to win a ring without Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think this would be in a good spot for him. Uh, but yeah, to kind of have another guy like Justin Herbert, that offense is pretty good. Uh, yeah, because I'm with you. Like I still think he is a solid head coach. Again, we've talked about it. it's his GM stuff. It's it's GM stuff, pathetic, GM stuff is
1: pathetic. Yeah. His GM stuff is absolutely pathetic. That's what's that's the main reason why the Patriots have hit rock bottom is because him as the general manager. Now, no, now I don't think he's as good of a head coach. I think he needs to be more. It intu- needs to be be more aggressive, which he has not been. You saw that on Sunday how he's not still coaching like it's too, like he's still coaching very conservatively. And I've seen the special teams be a disaster this year, so I don't think he's as great of a coach as he was. But he's still a I still think he's a very good head coach. He's just a pathetic general manager. So uh, so yeah. So I think yeah. If he if he if he wants to get another ring, he wants to prove I can win something about Tom Brady. This is the spot.
2: Yeah, it absolutely will be, you know, it it definitely will be the spot there for him to get one. Cause yeah, that, that team's got talent, as you mentioned, and you know, that they just need an actual head coach in there to kind of get them on the right track. And I think Bill will be able to do that. And, and I think for Bill too, he's 20, he's what 27 from beating uh, a record. record. I want to say. So Give and take four or five years. Then you you are out in LA. You can just go retire out there on the beach, too. Exactly. Like, you already exactly. can go. So yeah, I, I think location-wise, that would be the best spot for him. Um, I actually missed these two comments here from Hector. Um, oh, he's actually he's got I'm sucking between taking my two daughters, one of the Cowboys fan, the other is CR fan. Oh, that's wow. the Wow, 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 yeah. wow,
1: wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that's that's a that's, that's a tough one there. That's a tough one
0: there. Yeah,
2: Do yeah, gotta do like a coin flip or something. His other one, uh, the charger, the charger uniforms are fire. Those ones aren't bad. I like the powder blues a little better, but the, the, the other ones Sunday nights aren't, aren't bad as They aren't yeah. bad either. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. So for the Chargers, we'll kind of see what, what, you know, yeah, I think bill, bill would make sense there in LA. And I think that owner would probably hire, he probably, that owner probably would let him have some power. I think too. They'll I, give him, I, they'll give him we, personnel
1: power, which they shouldn't, but I think yeah. the only way they get him is if, if he gets the personnel power, but the, the good part about it is the roster is still, is pretty, still pretty good. And if they can get it, head coach that team could be a contender now they wouldn't be the favorite but they would be a contender and Belichick even now would still be a major upgrade over Brandon Staley
2: yeah absolutely I completely agree with you it would definitely be a huge upgrade and tough division especially the way Peyton's trying to turn around the Broncos as quickly so yeah you know uh you know I think yeah he'd he make really it make perfect sense for him to go to LA that'd be that'd work out I think
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we got the you got the Jets hosting the Falcons this week, and the Jet offense is as bad or worse than the Patriots. Their offense is terrible. Their quarterback play is, the, is by far the worst in the league. I mean, Tim Boyle was awful. The uh, and 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 the uh, the fail mary with everything you need, it gave you everything you need to know on, on on Black Friday. That was a horrific Jet performance, uh, and I think it's more of the same for the Jets this week. I think their defense will keep them in the game. But their quarterback play is so bad that they, they they can't win games with this quarterback play. They really can't. Honestly, outside of the Commanders game, I think they probably lose every game they play – or the Patriots. They, they could lose every game they play for the rest of the season. This quarterback play is awful. They I don't know why they're going with Tim Boyle. They should be going with Trevor Simeon. At least Trevor Simeon's a prof, a professional quarterback. He's, he's not good, but he's better than – in my opinion, he's better than Tim Boyle. The reason they're playing Tim Boyle is he knows the scheme from Nathaniel Hackett. But as we know as UConn fans – and being from the state of Connecticut, no offense, he was great at Xavier. I'll give him that. Uh, Tim Boyle should, probably shouldn't. Be, I, I wondered why last week if he should be in the NFL. He really shouldn't be in the NFL. And I think it's going to prove this week he's going to turn the ball over a couple times. I think Des- this is a game where Desmond Ritter doesn't have to win. He can just manage it, just like last week against the Saints. And that's why I got the Falcons winning this game 20-10 uh, to 10 over the Jets. But, Justin, can this Jets defense uh, help them snap this – Snap this four-game losing streak.
2: I don't think they will, because I think the Falcons run the ball well enough against a Jet defense that has given up yards on the ground. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be a Because just the way the Falcons play, they, I, I don't think they're capable of blowing anybody out. Um, so I think they'll keep the Jets in the game. But I don't, you know, I the only re, the only way I see the Jets scoring points is a couple Desmond Ritter turnovers, something like that. Because yeah, this this Jet team um offensive right now It's not very good. Desmond Earth just has to make enough plays in this one. I think B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier um have good games on the ground. I think the Falcons do enough. I think they control the clock in this one. And um I I got the uh I got the Falcons and actually this one this is actually I just saw it. I guess Aaron Rodgers uh practice window has opened up now off IR. So I guess he is practicing today. No contact but Rodgers is out there but I wouldn't play him because you know there's gonna be no point. You're gonna be out of it by the time he gets. By the time he could, you know, by the time he could actually get into game action, if he even can, it would be a dumb decision for the Jets. But it wouldn't shock me if the, you know, if the Jets, if the, if he wants, if Roger wants to go out there, I wouldn't be shocked if if the Jets let him because it's the Jets and they let him control everything right now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked either. But yeah, I, I mean. I think that uh, I think I would be shocked, but there's no way they should play him. There's no way they should play him. at this point in the year. There's no way they should play him. Have him rest for next year. Have him as ready as possible. Have him as ready as they possibly can for next season. There's no way they should ever, ever, ever play Aaron Rodgers this year. It's, it makes no sense at all.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you. We had a comment from Hector. He he thinks it's Good a point. track game, which. Good point. Yeah, it could. It, it Good definitely point could be. And, and and the Jets yeah. defense
1: can still win win a game. The Jets defense can still win a game. The problem is their offense is just so pathetic because of their
0: quarterback play.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. I could I could very well see the Jets win this game like 13 to 10, something very low scoring like that. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I could totally see this just be a trap game for the for the Falcons there. They they didn't yeah, The you know, Arizona won, you know, the last road game they had, you know, Arizona put 35 on them. So, you know, would it, wouldn't it would it surprise me to see the Jets there at home uh find a way to knock off uh, Atlanta.
1: Oh not, not, yeah it, it, it would not it would not surprise me at all. It would not surprise me at all to see the, to see the Jets. we're not sorry to see the Jets win but I just don't think with their quarterback play they can. I just don't think it's possible with the terrible quarterback play they have that they' that they're going to be able to win this game. But we are going to move on to a matchup in DC as the commanders take on the Dolphins and I think this game is a, I know I, I said last week the Commanders would fire Ron Rivera. They were very close too. They fired Jack del Rio. But so now Ron Rivera is calling the plays, but I don't think that's going to make a difference. I think the Dolphins offense gets in the 30s. I think Tua throws a couple touchdown passes. I think and Dolphins defense forces some turnovers against Sam Howell. I get the Dolphins winning this, going win this game going away. I get the Dolphins winning this game 31-2-13 over the commanders. But Justin, is there any way that Rivera's play calling call, Rivera calling the defense is going to make a difference this week?
2: I don't think so. I think as long as the Dolphins don't kind of you know, hold themselves back offensively. They should kind of do a do whatever they, they want against this defense. Um look, you know, we saw a couple of weeks ago, no offense to Tommy DeVito, but he went in there and just absolutely, you know, he looked like an you know, um, you know, like a top level uh, NFL quarterback a couple of weeks ago against this uh Washington defense. So um, you know, I think two of us should be able to play well in this one. They got to cut down the turnovers. I think they're going to be able to do it this week against against this defense. Um, I just – I don't know how much fight's left in that Washington team right now. Um, it's been a tough year. You know, at least he kind of – you've seen some, you know, moments from Sam Howell that kind of show you he could be the uh, franchise guy. He's looked pretty good for the most part. But I don't see them being able to slow down this Miami this Miami offense this week. I, th- I think the Dolphins went by at least two scores.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think Miami wins this game uh, convincingly. We got a matchup in Pittsburgh between the Cardinals and the Steelers. Uh, I think this. I think this game is going to be a game the Steelers win. I think. I think maybe it stays a little bit close because they, the Cardinals do have a better quarterback, but eventually in the second half, the Steelers will pull away with their run game with Warren and uh, Najee Harris. They pull. They'll pull away with their run game. I think their defense will force a couple of turnovers from Kyler Murray. The Cardinals have the worst roster in football right now. Uh, they're in need to get like a. We'll see what happens with Kyler, but they're in need for like a Marvin Harrison on that team definitely a need for a player like that. I, I got the Steelers uh, uh, going to eight and four. I got them beating the Cardinals 24 to 13. But, Justin, is there somewhere somehow Kyler Murray can pull, have a huge game and pull the upset here?
2: I don't think so. I got the Steelers in this one as well, 20 to 14. Their offense hasn't been great for the most part. You know, I know they played well there against Atlanta. Um, last couple weeks, they really haven't been able to do much on the offensive side of the ball against the Rams and the Texans. I think that's going to be the same against the Steelers defense. That's going to get after Kyle Murray. Um, they've had, you know, Cardinals have struggled kind of protecting a little bit and the Steelers pass, which is just so good um, that I think they're going to be able to tee off on them. And I think Pittsburgh just, you know, you know, Pittsburgh defense kind of continues to find ways to win football games. And I think in this one, it's so different and, Last week, the Seals, the first time I think it was in 59 regular season games that they had over 400 yards of offense. So, you know, maybe their offense gets it going a little bit too now without Matt Canada as well. So I got the Seals winning this one, um, 2014.
1: All righty, we got an AFC South matchup in Tennessee as the Colts take on the Titans. And I think this one is close. I think this one is competitive, but I'm going to go with the team that's playing better right now. And the team that's playing better right now is call, Shane Steichen has got to be up there for coach of the year. His defense isn't that good because you saw them cut Dar- – I mean, Darius Leonard wasn't playing that well. You saw them cut Shaq Leonard. Their offense has Gardner Mitchell, who has played a lot better than I thought. They've had Jonathan Taylor in and out of the lineup. But they're right now, they're currently the number seven seed in the AFC. Shane Steichen has got to be up for Coach of the Year. He's done. It's funny how the, both Eagles' assistants. I think they knew how well they would do. Shane Steichen has had success in Indy, and Jonathan Gannon hasn't had success in, in Arizona. We kind of knew, kind of had a feeling how both those those coaches would do. But Shane Steichen's done a great job this year. I do think. I think. I think Minshew. I think the run plays well. I think the run game plays well. I think this Colts defense stops Will Levis when it matters. That's why I got the Colts sweeping the Titans. I got them winning this game twenty to seventeen. But Justin, can the Titans get revenge from what happened in Week Four?
2: I got Titans 2016 this week. They're 4 1 at home. They played well there. I think they, you know, I know Derrick Henry, that the, the rushing game's kind of been very inconsistent at times this year. Um, Henry had 81 yards last week for a couple of touchdowns. I think this week he does run the ball well enough. I think Will Levis makes enough plays. Um, and, you know, if his offensive line could protect him enough, I think, you know, if you give him enough time, I think he'll make, be, be able to make enough plays. DeAndre Hopkins, the first meeting against the Colts, he had eight catches for 140 yards. Um, I, I think he could have another big day against the Colts secondary. So I get Tennessee at home figuring it out and, and you know, um, you know, kind of somewhat trying to, you know, um, five and seven, trying to keep very, very slim playoff hopes alive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're very, very slim. I mean, Tennessee is probably yeah. outside of the Patriots, one of the worst teams. In, uh, them and the Jets are probably the three worst teams in the AFC. Very, very slim playoff hopes. And this could be Mike Vrabel's last year. You never know. This could be Vrabel's last year in Tennessee.
2: It could. So, because he was inducted the Patriot Hall of Fame in that Bills game. Yep. And he kind of said that second half, like, uh, you know, we gotta go close it out or something. Like the Patriots gotta go close it out second half. Like he was still trying to talking like he was part, of, you know, still still Patriots. So he's up there in my wish list. So I, I wouldn't mind. I think he'd come back if uh you know, be good. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if this is last year as well. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we got an interconference matchup in LA. And these are for two teams that are fighting for the playoffs. Rams got a very good chance now to make the playoffs, uh, the, with Kieran Williams back, you got Puka Nakui and uh, Matthew Stafford hasn't played that poorly. And then for the Browns, they've just been ravaged by injuries. There's a good chance. Miles Garrett won't play. They're probably could very easily be down to PJ Walker this week. So I think this is a close competitive game. I think the Browns defense keeps it in it, but I think think PJ Walker, Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to turn the ball over a couple of times. I think that, uh, I think that Kieran Williams is going to get his yards on the ground because the weakness with the Browns defense is their run defense. And I think in the end, the ramping the, I mean for the Rams, I think we Williams will do off well for the Rams. I think the, because the weaknesses of the Browns, is their run defense. And I think the Rams pull this one out. I think the Rams go to six and six. They pull this one out. I got the Rams winning this one, 23, 17 over the Browns, but Justin can Cleveland's defense get them to eight and four.
2: I don't think so. I got the Rams 17 to 10. Um, Actually, just going back to tight. Uh, Hector commented, "I the Titans are actually four zero at home." I forgot they did play at day against the Ravens. So that's I forgot crazy. to count that they're one.
1: Four and zero at home. Yeah. that's crazy. I mean, yeah, they haven't. So they, they, I, I, I mean, only have being great teams. I mean, they they I, they beat the they beat the Chargers. Let I me mean, see what they beat. They beat the Chargers. They beat the uh, Falcons. They beat the they beat the, the, uh, they beat the Bang the Bengals with a banged up Joe Bengals. Burrow. And,
2: and the, uh, in, and, the Panthers, beat, so. and
1: the Panthers. Yeah, so real, realistically, yeah, they're four and zero, but. <laughs> Some of the opponents have not been great opponents. Not like they've beaten C oh they haven't they haven't played they don't make sense. They haven't played CJ Stroud or Trevor Lawrence yet. So that makes no, sense they're
2: four and oh yeah, no, that doesn't yeah, it makes a little yeah, it makes some sense there that they're four and at home. They did be you know they beat you know, beat the chargers, but uh yeah, so you know, feel a little bit better about that pick that they've been good at home. But going back to uh but thank you, Hector, for um correcting me there. But uh I got the Rams, yeah. This 17 to ten. Um I just think the Rams defense is gonna play well. I is it like is Joe Flacco really gonna start this week? Like over PJ Walker? I know there's like rumors. I know. I, I the last time we saw Joe Flacco, he's not very good. Like, I don't I know PJ Walker's not good either, but I don't I don't see Joe Flacco going in there be able to do enough to beat the Rams. Yeah. I know that, yeah. that defense isn't great, but I think it's good enough to stop him. The yeah. Cleveland defense is gonna have to put them in good spots and for the for the Browns offense to have any success there. For Cleveland's defense uh, as well, like the Rams want to run the football. If you could kind of make them, um, if you could kind of put them in third, you know, third and longs and make it um, obvious passing situations there for um, for L.A., I think, you know, that will help Cleveland out there getting that pass rush going. But other than that, I just think uh, Cleveland's having a hard time scoring points in this one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I and yeah, Cleveland's going to have a hard. T- yeah, they're going to have a hard time scoring. And I think that uh, yeah, I think the Rams will pull out a win, a much needed win, because don't forget they got the tiebreaker on Seattle. They beat them twice, so yeah, it would be a much needed win for the Rams. And I think if they, they win, there's a good chance they probably have the number seven seed. If the way they win and Dallas loses, there's a really good chance that they're the number seven seed in the NFC.
2: Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because uh, Re- Hector too, just you know, kind of yeah. you know, could the Rams be that team slide in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely could. Yeah. I know the the Packers are starting to kind of turn around. Dobbs now with the Vikings. Yeah, yeah was like a terrible game
1: it. on. That was a terrible game on, uh, Monday. on Monday night for him. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, like the Rams very easily could definitely kind of find a way. They they play ball tomorrow on the road next week. They still got the Commanders at home. They got the Saints at home, which will that will be a big kind of. And they got the Giants. Need to York. that. Yep, and then they end at San Fran, which. Ooh, that's gonna be tough. I don't know if they'll you know that that yeah, Sanford may be playing with a one. But there's a still, very so.
1: good chance they can end nine and eight. There's a very good chance they can end nine and eight. If they're nine and eight, I think with the two wins over Seattle, I think they're getting
2: in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If they yeah, they can knock off yeah, that that would definitely help them. Packers schedule's not bad. They got Giants still as well in the road, Bucks at home at Carolina, at Minnesota, Bears at home. So yeah, you know, nine and eight for the Rams. They could get there. Yeah, I think they could be in very good uh, shape there to get that 7 seed. They could slide in and be very nice year from the Rams where it kind of felt like they took advantage kind of of a down NFC where a year were still kind of trying to turn things around in that rebuild, trying to get it going. But yeah, it'd be a nice year there if they can get to nine eight.
1: Absolutely. And we look at you look at all these teams that play the Giants still play the Giants, these wildcard teams. The Rams, the Saints, the uh the the Rams the, the Rams, the Saints, the uh, Packers. If the Giants somehow win all these games and beat the Eagles in that one game, you never know. You never know. They could could slide in at 8-9. and The problem is, though, is they don't have the tiebreaker with Seattle. But, hey, you never know. I know it's crazy we're actually having this discussion. We probably shouldn't have this discussion with the way the Giants played on offense on Sunday. But, hey, you never – there is that, like, 1% chance just because of the three teams they play.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then, like, that week 18, maybe the Eagles have the one seed. And it's just kind of, hey, whatever, you know. You know, they – yeah, so – yeah. So yeah, it it's possible. You know, it, it's possible they could find themselves at eight and nine and be a huge. You know, kind of again, that team seems to love to play for time. Devito. You know, like that team's gonna continue to play hard. I think up till the end. So yeah, I wouldn't be total. I don't think it's gonna happen either. But I wouldn't be shocked if they find their way. they they end up playing spoiler here uh, a couple times the next couple weeks here. The Absolutely. Of season.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll now talk about another team in the playoff race in the NFC, and that's the Packers, and they face the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. And I do think this game is close early on. We know the Chiefs are the Chiefs are obviously good this year, but they've struggled. They got down 14-0 last week, but Mahomes showed how great he was uh, bringing them back. And then Jordan loved the last two weeks. He had that comeback win against the Chargers, and then last week against, against, on Thanksgiving against the Lions played really, really well. I think this game is close. I think this game is close, but I think the difference is is the Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes, and I think the Chiefs' defense makes a big stop at the end. That's why I got the Chiefs going to 9-3, and Packers going to 5-7. and I got the Chiefs winning this game 27-20 over the Packers. But, Justin, can Jordan Love continue to stay hot and lead the Packers their third straight win?
2: I think they keep it close, but to the Chiefs as well here, 23-20. Um, yeah, Love's played a lot better the last couple weeks. I don't know if – I know Aaron Jones is still questionable in this game. A.J. Dillon has been great so far running the football this year. And, you know, could the Packers be able to pass protect, you know, against the Chiefs team that, you know, they got guys that, that are uh, going to get after them this week and uh, put some pressure on them. But, you know, yeah, the Chiefs offense kind of looked a little bit better, especially yeah after, like, the first quarter there. Um, the Raiders got very conservative there. But, you know, I, I think the Packers defense plays well enough, and I think their offense able to kind of put up some points here. But I don't think it's enough, you know, and I I think the the Chiefs kind of back to back road games here. I think they find a way to hang on, but I think you know the Packers coming off some extra rest, there playing on Thanksgiving. I think they I think they keep it close there, but I don't think they they're able to you know keep up with Mahomes there and they lose by a field goal.
1: Yeah, I mean I I I I I, th- I think that it is a. Uh... I, I I think that, it, that it's going to be a close game, but yeah, I just don't think. Yeah, I think it's the quarterback play is going to be. I think the difference in this game. That's why I think the Chiefs go to nine and three, and the Packers go to five and seven. So we'll wrap up talking about the Monday night game between the Jags and the Bengals, and I think this game is going to be a really really ugly one. Zach Taylor is awful awful without Joe Burrow. I think his record. I was I was looking at somewhere. It's got to be like four and twenty two. I think it's I think it's like four, it's like four wins and like. Three since 2020 without Joe Burrow, that's really, really bad, I think. And last week, they only scored 10 points. Browning threw a terrible interception in the uh, – I think they winning the game, and Browning threw an awful interception in the third quarter. I think this is going to be a nightmare for the Bengals. I think they're going to be – uh, the Jags do whatever they want on the ground with Travis Etienne. Warren throws a couple touchdowns. Browning throws a couple picks. I got the Jags big here, uh, winning at 30-10 over the Bengals. But, Justin, can the, can the Bengals somehow go to th- win their third straight against the Jags?
2: I don't, I, I don't think so. I got the, I got Jacksonville as well here. 21 to 10. Uh, I, yeah, without Joe Burrow, I don't think there's going to be much offensively that they're going to be able to do what outside of like Jamar Chase's what he had a 31 year catch, 25 year kind of reception. That was really about all they, all they had for kind of big plays offensively at Jake Browning kind of reason why he's been more of a practice at, practice squad quarterback um, since entering the league. Um, you know, their 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 offense is not great. I think they're going to struggle here at Jacksonville. I need to be a tough one for them. You know, I, I think their defense kind of plays well enough, but, you know, they can't, you know, Cincinnati struggled to run the ball without Joe Burrow in their quarterback, and the Jacks have been so good at stopping the run that I just think they're going to be too one-dimensional. They'll get behind, and I just – they're not going to be able to put up enough points. I think, you know, and Jacksonville does enough there offensively. They should be able to take care of business at home. Yeah, they should
1: definitely. I think they, they take care of business easily on Monday night against the Bengals. But that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Sports Talk with R&J. Uh, first, huge thanks to Justin. I had some technical difficulties. Huge thanks to Justin for, you know, run, for uh, producing the show and taking over for a little bit while I, I had some technical difficulties. So huge thanks to him for that. I'll see if I can get that fixed before in – in the, in the next couple of minutes before our next show. But we will be back in about 10 minutes to talk about the college football rankings championship week and – a huge week for UConn basketball, so make sure you tune in for that.
0: Joel first down, wide open, at Barkley,
1: and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is of av- availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team.
0: Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps
1: it done. in off the
2: glass. How about that? Porter Moore, I think, right now is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part.
0: Fitch is drilled the deep right field toward the pole, and it
1: is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not They're even close to the best organization
2: in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason.
0: Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Showing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burr, the Unsolved Murder of David Iman. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrestmedia.com.